Welcome to the Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Goodbye baseball, a walk-off winner for Mitch Hattiger. Swing, line, drive, this game is over! Goodbye baseball, Mitch Hattiger ties it up here in the bottom of the ninth inning. Now, here's your host, Gary Hill. Hey, welcome back, Seattle Mariners Baseball Podcast. Great to talk to you once again as we get ready for a holiday week. It'll be a fun week at home before the All-Star break. And a few days off, back at it for the second half of the season. We have a lot we're going to get to in this podcast. It's going to be a random, random selection of things that we'll have on this podcast. One, and first off, we're going to hear from Daniel Vogelback, who is the Mariners representative in the All-Star game. So, this is from Daniel reacting to that, so we'll have that coming up. Mariners will be well represented in the Futures game coming up as well. Mariners will have three representatives. We'll talk about that coming up in a few minutes. We're going to talk with Bernie Smith for longtime podcast listeners. You know who Bernie is. He's a Mariners fan living in Leeds, living in the U.K. He comes over once a year. He's been doing it for eight, year, eight years. We're going to hear his story, and this year, he was at the Red Sox-Yankees series, which was pretty interesting as well. We're going to chat with Bernie, which is always fun. And also a very unique conversation. Stephen Davis, the play-by-play announcer for the Arkansas Travelers, he sat down with the Sheffields, Justice Sheffield, of course, in the Mariners system. His brother plays for Tulsa, and they went at it the last few days, and he had a chance to talk to both of them. Very fun conversation. Justice, by the way, took a no-hitter into the eighth against Tulsa when he went against them. Ended up pitching a very fine ball game. So that conversation is going to come up in a few minutes as well. Mariners swept by the Astros over the weekend. Tough series. Two walk-offs, losing Friday 2-1, to one, Saturday 6-5, to five, and then losing the game on Sunday, Garrett Cole, just too much. Six to one, the final. So swept in Houston after taking two of three against Milwaukee. Three against St. Louis starting tonight. 7-10 first pitch from T-Mobile Park. Wade LeBlanc will take the ball after the opener. Jack Flaherty will go for St. Louis in game one. Game two, 7-10 on Wednesday. Mike Leak against his old team. Adam Wainwright will take the ball for the Cardinals. And then Thursday, July 4th, 4th of July, 110 first pitch. Tommy Malone after an opener against Michael Waka. So he'll go for St. Louis in the three-game series. We'll talk more about the weekend before the All-Star break coming up later on this week as well. So it should be a fun week. Cardinals rarely in. It's been a while since they've been in town. So it's always fun when St. Louis comes to visit, see what the Mariners can do against the Redbirds. Right now, we're going to hear from Daniel Vogelback, the Mariners All-Star. Well, Daniel, uh, how does it feel to be a, an American League All-Star representing the Seattle Mariners in this city? How do you feel right now? Uh, I'm kind of speechless. Um, you know, there's uh, multiple guys in that room that, you know, could have deserved it and did deserve it. And um, I think, unfortunately, we only, you know, got one. So I'm just humbled and, you know, thankful that, um, you know, I get to represent uh, the Mariners. And um, it's been a... You know, really fun first half. You couldn't, I mean, obviously the wins and losses, we would, you know, like more wins. Um, but the group of guys that are in the clubhouse has made this year unbelievable. And for the first, my first full year really in the big leagues to be 
selected as an all-star is just um, just really grateful. How were you told you had the hitters meeting? All of a sudden I heard all this applause, and uh, how were you told by Skip? Um, you know, we just had a team meeting, and um, he, uh, you know, he announced that, you know, who the all-star was, and um, it was just kind of cool to be in the same room with all the guys. How does it feel knowing all the work that you put in, the ups and downs last year, this year your first full year, the 20 home runs before the All-Star break, one of 11 Mariners to do that, and now you, you've got a chance to go to the, a very special Midsummer Classic. What does that mean personally for you? Um, I just, you know, I think that just um, just really um, makes you realize you just have to keep pushing. Um, you know, there's a lot of questions last year and the year before where, you know, you ever going to get an opportunity or you never get a chance, and, you know, I just... Tried to stay as positive as you know I can, and just continue to you know perform at whatever level I'm at, and believe that you know um, I'm going to get an opportunity, and um, just keep pushing. And when you get your opportunity, try to make you know full advantage of it. And um, credit to you know the guys around me and the coaches for just you know helping me as much as possible. And um, you know this is a great honor. I'm just going to enjoy it. And you know there's a lot of baseball to be played, and have to finish the season you know off really strong. Who gets the first phone call? Uh, probably mom and dad you know they'd just been there for me for through the ups and downs and could really you know obviously they love the baseball stuff but just you know care about me more as a person than anything which you know that's what it's all about so um just gonna call them and you know um tell them before the game and um try to you know obviously take it in but move on and try to win a game today has it sunk in knowing what it's going to feel like to walk in that clubhouse with all the american league stars in the same clubhouse with you I don't think it's sunken yet. Um, I don't think it really will until um, you're there. But like I said, you know, it's good, you know, to be announced today. But um, we got a, plenty of games left before the All Star break, and just have to focus and stay um, stay focused on the task at hand. How did the conversation with Skip at the beginning of the year kind of change your mindset and how you approach the season? Um, I mean, anytime you get told that you know you're going to get an opportunity, um, and they're going to buy into you and just let you go through ups and downs. Um, I've said it all along. That's all you can ask for. Um, it's all you can ask for in life is a chance. And what you do with your chance is um, up to you. And, um, you know, there's been some ups, there's been some downs this year. And just I'm trying to, you know, stay um, as even keel as possible, knowing that, you know, the ups and downs are going to happen. And um, just, you know, trying to, you know, prove them right for giving me the opportunity. What kept you going during the, all those ups and downs, those five trips to the minor leagues last year to do what you're doing this year? Um, obviously, believing in myself, knowing that I can do it. Um, but, you know, just having a great supporting cast, you know, at home that, you know, continues to um, pick you up every day and um, just be as positive as possible with you to help you go to the field every day, you know, um, with a you know clear and positive mind. How does this change your your plans for the All Star break? Did you have family coming out? Or are you going to have to like rearrange some travel and things like that? Um, no, actually, it was funny. My um, family was coming out for the last series, anyways, so they'll be with me. So it'll be um, that'll be cool that uh, they'll already be out there with me. You ever talk to the guys? I mean, Robbie and Nelly and these guys have been to these things before. I mean, did you ever talk to them when they came back from it? No, I mean, um, just a little bit, but. To be honest, being an all-star was never really, you know, something that was in the back of my mind at those times. You know, just trying to get an opportunity to play was the number one opportunity. So, um, you know, there's plenty of guys in there that have been there um, in the clubhouse now that, you know, you can get to talk to. And um, But, like I said, you know, this is a great, you know, great honor. And I'm 
super excited, but you know we have nine games left or whatever it is before the break, so just have to finish strong. Has anybody asked you, Daniel, about uh, the home run derby contest? Uh, no, no, I've I've not been told anything about that. Um, you know, I said that I would do it, but you know, can't do it unless you're invited. How about this conversation? It's the Sheffields. Justice Sheffield and Jordan Sheffield, brothers, both pitchers for opposite teams. Justice with the Travs, Jordan with Tulsa. How crazy is it for you guys? You guys are close in age, about a year apart. You grew up playing ball. How odd is it to be on opposite teams instead of being together? Justice, you first. Yeah, it's weird. Um, it's definitely weird just, you know, looking over in the, in the bullpen and seeing a familiar face, especially, you know, someone you grew up with your whole life. So, um, but it's cool um, getting to see, you know, my family coming in and, and getting to see Jordan. And, uh, you know, hopefully he'll get in these next couple of days um, out of the pen. And, you know, I haven't, I haven't got to see him pitch in a while. So um, I'm excited to, to see uh, what he does out there. Jordan, what's the, the emotions for you when you uh, knew Justice was going to be here and you were here too? It was crazy, honestly. Um, you know, obviously it was, you know, wasn't what we wanted, but uh, he's here now and we're here and just getting to see each other every day, I think that's going to help a lot. And uh, basically just it's been a while since we've seen each other play, and I think that's that's really special as well as having the family here all in one place, you know, coming out to see us. So I believe it's, it'll be a good weekend for everybody all around. You guys don't get to see each other much or at all in person on the ball field. How much do you communicate, though, during the course of the season? Daily, weekly? What are we talking about here? Yeah, usually, I mean, daily. Um, we'll FaceTime each other. Um, you know, most of the time, not even talking about baseball, just talking about other stuff, you know, just normal brother stuff, um, what's going on, and, you know, back home with fam and stuff like that. And But, um, you know, like I said, it's pretty crazy to actually be here and, you know, get to hang out with them, you know, before coming to the field and, and you know, after the field, um, eating dinner and stuff like that. So uh, it's been it's been a pretty cool little little turnaround. Jordan, you're the big brother. How cool is it to have little brother here with you and have this thing going now? Uh, you know, you don't have to FaceTime him every day. You can see him in person. It, like he said, it's crazy. Uh, cause, you know, before the game, you know, it's kind of your time. Mm -hmm. You know, you kind of wake up, eat breakfast, get to the field, do what you need to do. But now it's it's more or less like, what do you what do you want to do? What do you you know? We're kind of bouncing back and forth. You want to go eat? You know, kind of you know, kind of figure out each other's routine as well. You know, kind of learning just off each other um, in all aspects of it. And I think it's it's like I said before, it's special. Whole family's in town. Who who's here, Justice? Who who all made the drive from Tennessee? Um, my mom, my grandma. Um, I have my uncle, my two uncles, aunts. Uh, I think that might be it. Yeah, dad, pops, and my younger brother. They wanted to come, but you know, my younger brother, he's busy uh, with baseball back home. Um, so he's in that huge uh, that summer ball circuit right now. So uh, stays pretty busy. And my dad, he, he coaches him and stuff like that. So um, they couldn't make the trip, but you know, I still got a good. We still got a good bit of family come out and, and support, and you know, just have a good time this weekend. Talking to Justice and Jordan Sheffield. Jordan, uh, what do you remember about Justice as a player from your younger days growing up when you guys were teammates? Um. It's been a while. Honestly, I haven't seen a pitch since 2015. It was his first full year in uh, Lake County. But just going back to when I was younger, the, basically just his, his competitiveness, honestly, just coming out, laughing, having fun, and also has that big bulldog mentality. He's not scared of anything. He'll come right at you. But then smile on your face and have fun with his teammates after. Um, it's basically what I remember. That's just who he is. 
How about Jordan uh, as a player, Justice? You were pretty hyped. He got in a bat the other day. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, when he told me that you know he he got an AB, I was I had to go on the MILB app instantly and and look up the video. You know he took a few hacks, but you know went went, went down with a K. I was kind of upset, but um, you know I, I love watching him play. You know I grew up. You know that was that was the dude I idolized really. Um, you know I wanted to play like and and you know play better than um you know and that's what drove us was that competitiveness between each other but um you know it's just it's cool to to finally get to see each other and play on the same field together after all these years and um you know hopefully the next time it'll it'll be up in the show all right jordan i'll put this to you since we just told justice just said he had to watch the bat of you we know you guys are both good pitchers who's the better hitter of the two of you I mean, I, like a lot of people probably say me, and I probably say myself as well. Uh, he wasn't too bad of a hitter, honestly, but uh, we used to face each other in high school and scrimmages and stuff, and I think he's old for off of me, so we'll see. Okay, well, <laughs> hope, you guys don't have to face each other hitting-wise this weekend. You might be in the game at the same time pitching-wise. Who knows how this will work, but when the other brother's out there pitching, will there be nerves? Will you be nervous watching Jordan Justice? Uh, I don't think so. Okay. Uh, I don't think I'll be nervous just because I, it's just another game, uh, you know. Um, it just makes it even cooler to, to share, it, you know, the feel with with your with your brother. So, um, but like I said, he's he's had a great year, and um, you know, he's he's got his uh, his his goals in, in in order, and he knows what he wants to do, and um, you know, he's just got to stick with it and keep doing what he's been doing. So, um, I don't think I'll be I'll be nervous um, too much. Uh, I just uh, hope he doesn't, you know. It hurt our hitters too too much or anything like that so or vice versa because that might be a rough little night <laughs> that's justice and jordan sheffield the futures game is going to be a lot of fun for the m's the major league baseball all-star futures game taking place july 7th at progressive field in cleveland and this year mariners fans will have a lot to be excited about on the 25-man american league roster three different mariners the first evan white not much has slowed Evan White down, though, over the last month. The hitting streak has lasted over a month on the calendar now. May 24th when it began, and it continues. A line drive fair down into the left field corner. Walton scores. White trades places with him with another double, and it's one to nothing. Travs. It's a 23-game hitting streak for Evan White. White's had a marvelous season for Arkansas this season. He just had a 23-game hitting streak snapped over the weekend. In that stretch, batted 374, a 404 on base percentage, slugging 646, seven home runs, 18 RBIs, just mashing the ball. He's excited about the trip to Cleveland. It was uh, definitely very exciting. Um, Andy called me two, two or three days ago. Um, we got to talk with him and everything, and it was a very exciting phone call. And I'm excited to, to be able to go with the clinic. And uh, done. It's, uh, it's a dream come true. And it'll be really nice having uh, my grandparents and, and fellow family members up there. And my grandparents haven't seen me play since uh, probably college, so it's, it's, uh, it's going to be really exciting. And he'll be joined there by his Arkansas teammate, Justin Dunn. Six strikeouts today, and the one-two to Lopez swung on and missed. Make it seven strikeouts for Justin Dunn. Dunn has been splendid all season long. An ERA under three and a half in 14 starts this year. 70 innings thrown, 90 strikeouts along the way. Only four home runs allowed. It's been going well. I mean, numbers-wise, I'm not... 
too happy. You know, there's a couple things I'd like to get down, a couple things I'd like to get up, but um, starting to get better, starting to, the stuff's starting to come around. So I'm happy with where I've been as of late. Yeah. I'm a competitor, uber competitor. I play with some passion and a little bit of flair. I I hate losing more than I love to win. So every time I touch the ball, I'm going 100%. And uh, I like to be known as the guy that, that when I touch the ball, uh, we're either going to win every game or, or have a chance to do it. Um, and I take a lot of pride in that and giving my team a chance to win every night. Sometimes I throw hard, I guess. Um, but uh, I, I'm, I know how to pitch, and, and I like to mix speeds and move the ball around. And they'll be joined by Jared Kelnick, who had a monster season at West Virginia before being promoted. About 11 home runs, 14 doubles, an on-base percentage nearly 450 games for West Virginia. The 1-1 pitch. Ripped in the air to left center field, racing over forward is Eddie. He's not going to get there. Rolls all the way to the wall. Scoring from third easily is Ryan Ogren. Peltic racing for second. He is in there. It's an RBI double in a three-hit game for Jared Peltic. I would describe myself as somebody that can affect the game in every aspect, whether it's hitting, throwing, uh, out in the field, on the bases. I think I would consider myself um, a player that plays the game the right way. Uh, I'm a grinder. Uh, I'm very intense, and I'm locked in at all times. And I think it's pretty evident um, when people come to the game. And I guess my goal is that when people leave the stadium that they can say that Jared Kelly is legit and plays the game the right way. The Mariners well represented in Cleveland for the Futures game, Kelnick, Dunn, and White. And let's hear from Bernie. So how many years have you been coming to Seattle? Well, I always said... Last year, I said it was my sixth last year, and I was telling people it was seventh, but I checked my pa- an old passport. I renewed my passport the other year, and I looked for my first Seattle stamp in my passport, and it was 2012, so that makes it my eighth year. So I've lost a year with old age somewhere. I was, thought, I was convinced it was seven this year, but it's, it is actually eight, my eighth year. For those that don't know, you're a big Mariners fan. How did this start? How did this happen? This started, it's, a, it's an old story now. It's, I was on holiday, I can see it there, the, there's five or six of us in Carolina. We decided to, to do a, a vacation from the UK uh, on touring the, the north and south coast of, of the Carolinas. And it was the 1995 series against the Yankees. And uh, I followed baseball. I, I, didn't have a, I didn't have a particularly famous uh, favourite club. I always used to go with the colours of either my school colours or my, uh, my soccer club's colours. And at that time, I couldn't say anything. But I was in the bar one day and I was watching the Mariners and the Yankees. Uh, and... Everybody in the bar in, in the North Carolina bar, I don't know which beach it was then, they were all shouting for the Mariners. Uh, and I did know the Yankees were the Manchester United, the Real Madrid of, of, uh, of baseball. Uh, and it was 2-0 two, two to the Yankees after two games. And I was in different bars as we moved down the coastline, uh, and it came 2-1. And I saw my first, the guy who was one of my top four heroes, and that's big for an Englishman who was a soccer fan, rugby fan, yeah, he likes his baseball, is Randy Johnson. I saw Randy Johnson pitching in that series uh, and I was absolutely blown away with him. And a couple of nights when my friends went out for dinner, they went out for nice bars where there was live music. I was sat watching the Mariners and I couldn't believe the atmosphere of the, of the pubs and the bars in Carolina. Everybody cheering for the Mariners, apart from a few bar staff, and everybody was sort of cheering that the Yankees lost. And, and I was hooked then, that was 95, and then I've, obviously follow them and in those days the, 
you know, there was no media, there was no right. no digital, there was no uh, satellite or cable telly. So it was just trying to get a hold of it the best I could from any newspapers. And um, and this last last eight years, I've been blessed the fact that I've been able to come across to to see, you know, make my dream come true, and, and see this this wonderful stadium, um, and see my, my team. And you know, I know people. I follow the the, the, the blogs and the podcasts. Uh, from 1995, I've been on it and I'll stay with it till, till the day I die. Now, speaking of following the team, it's not exactly easy for you. You really have to work at it. What are you, eight hours ahead? So how do you do it? What does a, a typical Mariners game day look like for you? <laughs> you want to know, I, I, ask my, I'm a, I do look after it. I'm a manager at work, so they can tell my mood when I walk in through the <laughs> office. <laughs> they can tell if I've been up watching on that bat, following on that bat. <laughs> Uh, I try my best to sleep through, but if I wake up any time of the night mm-hmm. and I have the little, you know, they give you a little reminder. If something happens, you have the oh. alerts. And I say, Bernard, don't listen, don't look, don't look, don't look. But you just can't resist it. And if, if the manners are getting beat easy, then I'll roll over and go uh-huh. back to sleep. But if it's a close game, half three, three o'clock in the morning, I'm <laughs> sat up in bed then. I love it on Friday evenings when I go to bed Saturday, oh. Friday because I can wake up at half two, three o'clock uh-huh. and I can lay up in bed and watch it knowing that I've got the weekend um, to, to, to recover from it but uh, it's hard it is very hard we don't get very many you know UK friendly times uh, especially yeah. the home games on the on the west coast when we're on the eastern seaboard it's a little bit easier to follow you know but I, I haven't got cable I haven't got the uh, satellite I've got my old friend out back and, mm-hmm. uh, and I've got loads of friends uh, some fantastic friends the baseball friends on, on websites over here who follow uh, around the Seattle area and, and they're updating all the time and I'm in touch with them and they're following my trip this year and get some lovely messages back you know so I've, I've made lovely friends in person also that via the internet who are very supportive as well so it's, it's, it's a great it's a great thing to do you've got a game coming up in your backyard Yankees Red Sox you're going to be there yes I, I was uh, I was going to go to both games um, but I decided to I booked I've got my hotel booked as soon as it was announced that it was going to be mm-hmm. the weekend we got it in the in the UK. We didn't know which teams it was. I booked the hotel nearest the the Olympic Stadium, which is now West Ham Soccer Ground, okay. and and then the, the teams obviously came up. I've seen the Boston Red Sox here twice over my mm. travels. I've never seen the Yankees, huh? so that's a great. I want to tick all the American League off, and I'm getting there this year, which is great with the Orioles, the Royals. I've not seen them before, okay. but I have seen the the Red Sox uh, here. I was here last year when we we did two and two against them, and then I think my second year we beat them two uh, one in the series. And um, so I'm going to go down, but I decided to push the boat out, and I, and I went for an expensive ticket on the Sunday. Okay. And on the Saturday, there's a major, uh, major league baseball UK community of a fantastic group of people who organise meetups around the UK, and they're having a big part party in a, in a bar on London Bridge, uh, and they've got Friday, Saturday, and Sunday covered. They've got a big room covered, uh, and they're inviting all the Yankees, the Boston fans who are travelling, to call in, and also all the UK community. I'm heading down there with my Mariner shirt, so like I do to the UK meetings. Uh, and then I'll be there at, at the old Olympic Stadium. Uh, I've just purchased today in the shop the uh, Edgar Martinez Hall of Fame yes. jersey. That's going to be worn around Wembley, uh, around the, the Olympic Stadium. Uh, and I don't care what the... I might get some beer poured over <laughs> bad Yankees fans, but uh, let, it, let it come, let it come. Yeah. Well, that sounds great. It is so great to see you again. Thanks for stopping by, and have a fun visit in Seattle. Thank you, Gary, and it's always a pleasure, and thank you, I appreciate you, you talking to me.